Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic, on the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You could also catch us live and direct right now on the stream, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Twitch. So many ways to get down with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. That's what we do here every Tuesday to help you win your league and win that cash. I got my boys down there in the fantasy pit of misery. By the way, I don't know if y'all saw, there is a new Dilly Dilly commercial out there. I got a take on it. I don't know if we should be advertising Bud Orange and Bud Lime with this same uh, advertising scheme. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But I got a great show for you guys. Hit us up in the chat room if you want to be down with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. You could always follow me on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. We got a poll question up. Listen, we're going to get into it with my fantasy best friend forever, Mike Florio, a little bit later on. We are going to talk about some of the players that I think are primed to be moved this summer in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about um, what some teams are doing, who's buying, who's selling, and what the implications may be for real teams and for your fantasy team. So the poll question is up right now. Who do you think will have the biggest impact on playoff contenders in Major League Baseball and, of course, on your fantasy baseball teams? Is it bats? You know, is it is it people like Machado who are on the block? Maybe Josh Donaldson who's on the block. I actually think other Orioles may go as well. We'll get into that. Is it generally a starting pitcher that's going to move the needle? Some of these teams, I believe the New York Yankees among them, maybe need some starters to go on after the Clevelands, the, the Houstons of the world in the American League. Or is it bullpen? Guys like Kelvin Herrera are out there. Guys like Zach Britton, I believe, will be out there if healthy. Could a team like the Angels want to booster their chances by getting a bullpen arm or is it something else that I have not yet thought of hit me up on the poll let me know about that we are going to talk about football we're going to give you the news and notes I got to update a couple of topics that if you listen to fantasy freestyle and the spitting statistician with the stats overbeat cypher you know I got to get into like I said we'll be getting it into it with Florio about you know major league baseball some trade pieces you know, some of the news and notes going on over there. A couple of starters, frontline starters returning to their clubs this week in L.A. and in San Francisco. We'll get that. And, guys, I am very excited. You know how we put the fun in functional sports radio, right? You know how we, we critique the rapping athletes, right? You know also how I talk with my man Danny Otto about what's going on on Poppin' Off. Well, we bring it all together. Putting the fun in functional sports radio a little bit later on. We got a big-time surprise for you. Now that it is the unofficial start of summer, boy, do we have a surprise. Everybody can have a little bit of fun this summer. We'll show you just how later on on the Fantasy Freestyle. Hit me up if you so desire. Let's get it started with some NFL stuff. And to be honest, guys, it's tough because you hear me now every morning, 7 to 9 a.m. on Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And so it's hard for me to remember what I've spoken to you guys about already and what is news. So I have to go back and see last Tuesday, and I'm reminded, oh, snap, last Tuesday, right after I came on air, the news of Hunter Henry and the Los Angeles Chargers dropped. Hunter Henry with a torn ACL is going to miss the 2018 season. Many people had him as a top five tight end this year, overtaking Antonio Gates' role now that Gates has moved on. That's not going to happen, right? So in the tight end scheme, I think there's plenty of other guys in that, you know, like 7 through 12 kind of tier that you can go on and get. We'll give you my tight end rankings another show, but there's ways to deal with that. I want to tell you what I believe is going to happen for the Chargers. As you know, you may have 
kind of read the tea leaves. I'm high on the Los Angeles Chargers this season. I think they can do some work, and I think they will continue to be able to do work even with Hunter Henry out. And I'll tell you, I believe the beneficiary of this, lock it in right now, the ascending player because of this is going to be Mike Williams, okay? Keenan Allen is locked in as a wide receiver one, both for the Chargers and for your fantasy team, okay? You got Tyrell Williams out there. But I think Mike Williams is the guy who stands to benefit in the red zone. Remember, he was a rookie that was, you know, first-round pick last year coming out of Clemson. He and Deshaun Watson won the national championship for Clemson, in my opinion, over Alabama. This is a big-body guy. He is the one who can be a threat in the red zone. He is the one that I think is going to soak up some of the targets that would have gone to Hunter Henry. I think you can go ahead and bump Mike Williams up in your wide receiver rankings and maybe want to take him a little bit earlier on. Another thing I saw around the NFL, Adrian Peterson marketing himself, trying to get out there, was uh, doing an interview with Josina Anderson uh, late last week, kind of basically just wildly speculating about teams that he thinks he could be a good fit for. He mentions Green Bay, he mentions Houston, he mentions Carolina, but we then later find out that there's one team that may actually have some interest in him. The Tampa Bay Bucks say there may be some mutual interest. I don't know that that's a good fit. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe Adrian Peterson at this point of his career is crazy. He's someone you and fantasy owners need to forget about. I hope he doesn't wind up in Tampa Bay because I would like to see them you know, play it out with the kid Ronald Jones. Let him develop. Play it out with Peyton Barber. Let him develop. Unfortunately, my man Pop Quiz, Jock Quiz Rogers is not a viable part. I think it's the two of them and Chris uh, Charles Sims who need to be there in Tampa Bay. I hope Adrian Peterson, you know, just takes his ball and goes home. Also, to let you know, this just happened in today. Brandon Marshall decided to sign with the Seattle Seahawks, okay? We told you about him taking a visit out there. I was talking with my man Mike Florio before. I feel like this is, you know, him filling that red zone need, him filling that Jimmy Graham role that was there last year. If you think about their other wide receivers, right? Doug Baldwin. Yeah, Doug Baldwin, a great slot possession kind of guy. He is not that X big kind of mismatch target in the red zone. Brandon Marshall, the machine, formerly known as the machine, could do that. Jimmy Graham, they're looking for that role. Remember, Tyler Lockett is more of an in-space, over-the-top speed guy anyway. Amari Darbo, they needed this kind of role to be played, and they'll get it from Brandon Marshall. I personally like the fit. You have to then ask, what about other wide receivers? Remember I told you about Jeremy Macklin out there as well, Eric Decker kind of out there. The question is, what's up with Des Bryant? You know, a lot of people are saying they are now surprised and shocked that he is still available. Well, on social media last week, so I'm going to ask Dez on Instagram, where do you want to play? And he responded with San Francisco 49ers. By the way, I don't know if you heard, as soon as that happened like a month or two ago, I was right away saying, I think he'd be good in San Francisco with Jimmy G. Check the tape. Uh, check my Twitter timeline. But now he's saying that as well. I think that's an interesting fit. You know, that's a team on the upswing. You have a solid QB. You got Pierre Garçon there as the wideout one. But is he really a dominant target share kind of guy? No. I think Dez could fit there. Keep an eye out on Dez. Now that Brandon Marshall's off the board, I expect Dez to sign somewhat quickly. You know, it's either he's going to sign real quick in the next week or so, or he's going to have to wait for an injury or something like that in OTAs and once we get into training camps. Um, underreported story that I just wanted to talk about real quick here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Um, Eli Manning. Y'all remember how Eli Manning had some, like, paraphernalia fraud thing going on last year? Yeah, well, the trial starts, okay? Eli Manning, his fraud trial, guess what? We talk about all domestic violence. We talk about performance-enhancing drugs. Guess what? Fraud also violates the personal conduct policy. So let's keep an eye out on this. I think ultimately it'll be fine. Eli maintains his innocence, but, you know. The proceedings are ongoing, so I wanted to flag that. We'll talk about this a little bit later on when we put the fun in functional sports radio as it comes to Le'Veon Bell and the Millennials. But Antonio Brown also put out this Instagram post of him kneeling, trying to maybe send the message on where he is on the anthem and the anthem kind of debate, which I do want to update right now here on Fantasy Freestyle. Last week I talked about this. I compared. And you know what? It's not the anthem protest, and I want to make that very clear. Okay, we're not. No one's protesting the anthem. The national anthem is the time and space being used by some NFL players to protest 
police brutality in their communities against people of color. Police intimidation. This is not an anthem protest. This is a protest about police intimidation in neighborhoods with people of color. It is not an anthem protest. Okay? That's just the venue, the time and space. And last I checked, when the First Amendment, when you had the right to uh, speech and the right to uh, peacefully assemble, no one said you had the right to peacefully assemble where and when the powers that be want you to peacefully assemble. Okay? So, eh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But that's kind of where the... You know, what I wanted to get out, it's actually a protest about police brutality and intimidation, not about the anthem. No one's protesting against the military or against the United States of America. But I digress. You know, we have the anthem. Listen, in the last week, there has been some backlash. I told you about the Jets CEO, you know, Charles Johnson saying, yep, he'll take on the fines for any team, any any people on the Jets that want to kneel. Also, Minnesota Congressman Keith Ellington is now endorsing a boycott of the NFL. This is a congressman up in Minnesota. I think that's interesting. We're starting to hear rumors that the players may try to organize and in mass sit out or something like that. I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think that'll ever work, to be quite honest, because you actually need 80% of players or something like that, and you're not going to get that. Okay, so I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I do also want to juxtapose this against something else I saw this weekend. And I said this last week, too. You know, I was talking about what the NFL is doing in terms of stifling this right to free speech around police intimidation and brutality and, and you know, and, and murder on some level. But, um, and we saw how in the NBA... You know, the case of Sterling Brown, how the Milwaukee Bucks, how the NBA come out in support of this against the police department, right? But I want to juxtapose it against something else I saw because my man Jake Seeley on Roto Experts in the morning made this point. Other people have made this point that, you know, it looks like it's they're protesting against the flag. I don't think that's the case. I think that what happens, though, is that the NFL has been in bed with patriotism for way too long. You know, these glorious national anthems, the B-52 bombers flying overhead, you know, the 100-yard flags that, you know, and the veterans that are out there that are, you know, the NFL pays to run these veterans out there. But I digress. Here's what I want to compare it to. Over the Memorial Day weekend, I was watching a little piece of the Indianapolis 500. Shout out to my man, Will Power, <laughs> which needs to be marketed even more. But I was watching it because, you know, it was kind of a lazy day. It was a Sunday. The weather wasn't that great out here where I was, uh, you know, doing my little Memorial Day holiday and, you know, a little beach house action. It was very nice. Um, but, you know, Sunday was a little bit of a overcast, kind of rainy day. So me and the crew, we were inside watching a little bit of the Indianapolis 500. We were watching the first 45 minutes, and it was nothing but pageantry, okay? They're introducing the racers, and then, you know, there's national anthems, then there's God Bless America, and there was also a straight-up prayer. There was a priest out there, like, blessing the Indianapolis 500. So not only do certain leagues like the NFL wrap themselves in patriotism, but this was just straight-up religion, inserted into the Indy 500. Now, I know that IndyCar is a much more red state kind of thing, you know, than, say, the NBA. But we're talking about the First Amendment here and, like, the right to free speech and the right to peacefully assemble. The Second Amendment, I do believe, is, you know, the right to bear arms. Like, in these Bill of Rights, isn't there also freedom of religion? But no, in the Indianapolis 500, it was a Catholic affair because there was the priest blessing the event and God bless America going on. So I just add that to the puzzle, right? How these leagues present themselves. Do they wrap themselves in nationalism or in religion and what they do as that perception? And I want to just make it very, very clear what is actually being protested against. No one's prote protesting against the military. People are protesting against police violence in communities of color. But I digress. I wanted to make that comparison with the Indy 500. And I also then wanted to move to this. You know, we talked about how the NFL deals with this issue on the anthem. We talk about how the NFL deals with, oh, now gambling is going to be potentially a state-by-state -state legalization issue. Let me say that again. A state-by-state -state legalization issue. That's what sports gambling is becoming, right? And the NFL is going to have to deal with this, and they're kind of cool with that. Wherever the law goes, they're going to be with it. I got another state-by-state -state legalization issue, and it's marijuana. 
right? How is the NFL going to deal with marijuana? Is it the same as they will deal with sports gambling? I highly doubt it. Check this out. Mike James, who was on the Tampa Bay Bucks, among other teams, had a petition into the NFL trying to use marijuana formally as a painkiller. He said he wants to use it over opioids, and we've talked about this, how the opioids are addictive, how there is a problem in our country, the benefits potentially of marijuana as a pain reliever, hashtag can athlete out there, right? He says, and I quote, I'm hopeful that I'll be able to keep playing football. It's a game I love dearly. I know right now I'm doing something that makes people uncomfortable and that I'm going against the establishment to push for a change in the way they look at this medicine, medicine. I know that there's a greater purpose here for a lot of guys in the league who I consider family members. This is a guy who was on IR with concussion symptoms for all 2007. And, you know, Goodell is not moving on this. The NFL is not moving on this. Meanwhile, you know, many states are making this legal the same way many states will have the decision to make sports gambling legal. But the NFL still responds very differently. The same way they're responding to the anthem. The same way they're responding to pain medication or marijuana or opioids in a very draconian archaic way where instead of like the NBA getting ahead of gambling with the in-play app getting ahead of things like by supporting their players they continue to view it in this way and that to me is a big time problem and now we have even another example Baltimore Ravens former running back Jamal Lewis has a big piece out on Bleacher Report right now talking about how he considered suicide many times how he saw his offensive line teammates dying from complications of things like CTE and headaches and things. He's dealing with the headaches, the memory loss, polyps in his lungs, for God's sakes. We need to treat this state's rights issue the same way as the NFL treats the gambling state's rights issue. And unfortunately, the NFL is still dragging their heels and behind the times on this issue. I'll leave it at that. But you know, the vocal minority had to say his piece. When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, what we're going to do is I'm going to have my fantasy best friend forever, Mikey Florio. We're going to check in on that poll question. And we're going to talk about which MLB players I expect to get traded and the implication for fantasy baseball teams. All that and more. Come on right back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Christ, it could be so much better. I'm the type to hit the lotto, then complain about the weather forever. I'm unamused, unimpressed, overpaid, overdressed, overworked, understressed. Yes, and I could never settle for less in a perfect world. I'm like, this is the best. Nah, that's a mess. I'm not trying to clean my team. Somali pirates on the scene. Arr, F a Ponzi scheme. All it takes is a rocket launcher and a dream. I know you're blowing up by the earpiece and screams. The flow is half empty in the gears of a fiend. Woo! There you go. That's a little chronic for that. Chronic, chronic. Spitting statistician right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Check us out, yo. YouTube, YouTube, iTunes, Chronicle. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, we got a question up, a poll question up right now. I want to know which player or position rumored to be on the Major League Baseball trade block will have the biggest impact on playoff contenders and your fantasy uh, baseball teams. We're going to get into that in a hot second. As we turn the page to baseball, I got to tell you something, guys. If you really want the baseball insight every single day, check me out. Check the King Scott Angle and my guy, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley from 7 to 9 a.m. Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We get into fantasy baseball like whoa with the King, okay? We're talking injury reports, the closer merry-go-round, okay? We, we talk about who to sit 
who to start, two start pitchers, the waivers, the streaming. We give you everything you need, okay? Uh, subtle plug for uh, another show here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We also do that hashtag RotoCleo where I pick someone who's going to go yard every day. I'm trailing right now. But Scott and Jake, you know, they're kind of experts. I hear Jake Seeley is one of the best rankers out there. We have guests. We have fun. We do big things. Go ahead and check us out, 7 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday. We're also doing a little bit of a face of baseball bracket right now. Uh, we got the 16 players in there. You can check for that throughout the summer as well. I want to give you some news and notes, though, real quick, since the first, since last time I spoke to you. The Tampa Bay Rays are really uh, trying it all out. Right. They're going with this concept, the opener instead of the closer. They have Sergio Romo and others, but mostly Sergio Romo throwing the first inning and then going to like Ryan Yarbrough for six. And that's really interesting. I think, you know, in certain matchups, it could work. It's going to completely mess up DFS lineups. Right. In terms of the value there. But keep an eye out on that. And then Tampa Bay wasn't done. They go ahead and trade their closer, uh, Colome, over to Seattle. Right, so there's a possible opportunity there. I'm going to tell you, the guy I like to get saves in Tampa Bay is Alvarado. I don't think it's Chaz Rowe. I don't care if Johnny Ventner's got his first save in a couple years. It was a 13-inning game, so you could throw that one out. I think it's Alvarado that gets saves in Tampa Bay, but I do think this opener concept is pretty interesting. Let me know what you guys think about that in the Stats Overbeat Cypher in the chat room. Also, want to tell you that Anthony Rizzo, you know, kind of had an issue. A lot of people think that he had a dirty slide, you know, in Pittsburgh this weekend. I don't think. Check the video. I don't think. I think it was a good hard play. I don't think there was any malicious intent. We had a poll question up this morning. 60% of you did think it was 30 dirty i thought it was just a good hard play i know my man mike florio kind of agrees the last thing i want to mention is a number a couple of aces returning this week on fantasy baseball rosters clayton kershaw will go for the dodgers i believe on thursday madison bumgarner may be all the way back for the san francisco baseball giants as well either on friday or sometime over the weekend both of those guys will start to help fantasy baseball teams all right i wanted to talk with my guy, Mike Florio. He's my fantasy best friend forever. You can hear fantasy best friends forever, I believe, from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. They're also doing a big thing on the stream. You can catch them on YouTube. You know, their views, you know, they can almost catch up to uh, Fantasy Freestyle if they're, if they're lucky, if they got good stuff on the show. But I bring in Mike Florio right now. Hey, Mike, are you with me down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery? Always. Always. First of all, did you see that new Dilly Dilly commercial, the Bud Light commercial? Um, they're doing a new Dilly Dilly commercial. They're talking about, like, Bud Light Orange and Bud Light Lime, and they're, like, presenting gifts, not to the king, but to the queen. And then, like, the guy that's, like, the Dilly Dilly guy who's, like, stuck in the pit of misery, he's, like, out chilling on the beach in some, like, you know, island kind of garb being, like, Dilly Dilly drinking a Bud Light Orange. I don't know if I like that because I think, you know, when you think about the old school dungeons and the middle evil times they weren't drinking bud light orange they weren't drinking flavored beer i think it's a missed opportunity what do you think florio i have not yet seen it but i'm going to to be on the lookout and when i do i will definitely reach out definitely let me know you can hit me up on twitter at spitting speeds all right we were talking about the trade targets and listen this is now you know we've crossed the unofficial start of summer with the memorial day holiday and there are definitely some teams that are going to start to become buyers or sellers okay and i have that poll question up on twitter as well florio in terms of like will it be a bat that moves the needle, a starting pitcher or a bullpen uh, uh, guy. I'll get your thought on the poll question a little bit later on. But one team that has decided that they are going to be uh, sellers is the Kansas City Royals, it sounds like. It sounds like they're open for business. And so we start in the bullpen, okay, because Kelvin Herrera, I think, is a great option to be moved. Okay, this is a guy with lights-out stuff. Yeah, he's going to get moved to a team where he may not get saves. I'm sorry, Herrera owners, including Mike Florio. But this could be, we talked about this before, Mikey, maybe a team like the Angels, maybe a team, you know, maybe a team that's in it um, in the National League, a team like Atlanta with Vizcaino being up and down, a team like Philly, the back end of that bullpen. Do you see Herrera as someone who can move? And do you, uh, where might he go i think you know like i said i think los angeles philly and atlanta are potential contenders that can use the back of a bullpen what do you think yeah i agree 100 percent. i think he will be moved i think mustakas will be moved there mm-hmm. the, the last thing you need on a team that's not winning is an aging closer so i 100 percent think herrera is traded and i was actually going through the standings today and thinking about teams in contention that could use a closer right. and those three are the teams that jumped out to me 
All right, so let's think about some other bullpen guys. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to throw out a couple of other names that I think could be um, on the move. Florio, you, you just give me literally a, like a percent chance that you think they're moved, okay? Because I agree with you. Angels, Braves, Phillies might be teams that, you know, the Yankees don't need it. The Red Sox, I don't really think need it. Astros don't. Indians don't. The Brewers certainly don't the way they're doing with Hader and Knable right now. Um, Dodgers have Jansen, you know, and the like. So what about, you talk about Herrera. You think he's going to get moved. What do you think about Padres closer Brad Hand, another team not in contention to, to your logic, Florio, a team that's not in contention. Why would they ever need a reliever? What about a guy like Brad Hand? Do you think he's on the move? Percent chance? I'm going to give him a pretty low percent. Like low. 25, only because they signed him to that extension mm. before the year. And I think in their – I'm not saying I agree with it, but I think in their plan, they probably think they're closer to competing than they actually are. Okay, what about in Baltimore? A couple of guys we were talking about before. You know, Zach Britton is pitching in simulated games, maybe a rehab start, uh, outing or two. He should be back in a couple of weeks for the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles ain't going anywhere. They got the Red Sox and the Yankees in that division. I think Zach Britton and Brad Brock could be on the move. What do you think percent chance of those guys? Uh, I will say Brad Brock 100%. Really? I think so. And Britain, I'm going to say a little bit lower, like 90. Only. A little bit lower, 90%. So you think both of them are gone? I, I think the Orioles are cleaning house okay. this deadline. The only reason I don't have Britain at 100 is because if he gets injured again, like if he suffers a setback or something like that, right. no one's going to trade for him. Then. Sure, but assuming that his rehab goes well and he is actually pitching for the Orioles in late June... Yeah, I think, He'll get moved. I think they're cleaning house, and they're going to get rid of everyone. All right, fair enough. So Florio's on record thinking that the Orioles will, in fact, flip whatever they possibly can. Here's one other name I have for you, Florio, because I like the way you look at it. I look at teams that are not contending, that have you know guys with good stuff who can play these roles on another team. If we look to the Chicago White Sox, what about Nate Jones, Florio? Yeah, I think he is a great candidate to be traded. I'd probably put him north of, like, 75% odds, I guess. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, and you were talking about this as it related to, uh, you know, some Herrera, being a Herrera owner, right? Like, do you start to get ahead of this? If you have a guy like Britton, if you have a guy like Herrera, if you have a guy like Jones or Hand, there's a possibility that this guy gets traded from a ninth-inning role where he's getting you saves, to a seventh or eighth inning role where he's getting you holds and you got to worry about his ratios. Would you ever advise listeners and fans of BFF or the freestyle to maybe get ahead of this and suss out the trade market and maybe try to flip him ahead of when he's getting traded? Because these guys, if a contending team's dealing for him, unless it's maybe like the Angels, they're dealing him to be the seventh or eighth guy in behind their established closer as opposed to become their closer per se. Even in Atlanta, I think it would be to become a guy behind Vizcaino, let's say. So would you ever try to get ahead of this and move one of these guys now? Yeah, I think it's good advice. Unfortunately, I own Herrera in most of my draft and hold right. leagues, but I do think it's <laughs> well, good Well, you can still get holds. You can yeah. still get holds out of him, maybe. <laughs> I, I do also think it's good advice if you if you feel strongly about, all right, if Kelvin Herrera gets traded, this is the guy I think that's going to replace him. To start spec to, ad to, right now? Yeah, why not? Like, It'd be hard in Baltimore because I could see them trading, everybody. trading everyone. It's it's hard with the White Sox to pick up a replacement because— I certainly don't want Joaquin Soria. They they don't seem to trust anyone. Exactly. If you blow a save, you're gone for a couple right. weeks. So, but a team like the Royals, a team like the Padres, if yeah. Brent Hand rumors start to come up— Start to see who that eighth-inning guy yeah, is. Take a speculative ad on that because then you know it. I mean, if you wait until the closer is traded, you're going to be using 25-plus on your— of your fab on yeah. the next guys, uh, the next guy up. All right, fair enough. Um, let's talk about starters real quick here, Florio. You know, everyone is talking about Chris Archer. I don't know if teams have enough to get Chris Archer, right? It's going to take the farm to get Chris Archer. So let's put him aside. I got a couple of starters that I think could be on the move. I'm a Yankees fan, as you know, Florio. What I'm looking for, I'm looking for a guy that can start game two of a playoff series. I'm looking for a guy who I can slot in right behind Severino, but in front of Tanaka to match up with this Houston Astros rotation and their spin rate, to match up with the Cleveland Indians rotation, you know, where they're going to probably go, what, uh, Kluber, Carrasco, Bauer, Clevenger as the four. We need something to match up with that. I don't think Archer is going to get moved because a lot of, you know, I would love it if the Yankees did. I don't think they're going to trade him in the division. I got a couple of names of other starters out there, and I want to get your take. Which one you would uh, most want if you were a guy like me and a Yankee fan? One is 
Cole Hamels, who's even talking about he's trying to get himself, talk his way out of Texas, right? Veteran guy, lefty, built for maybe Yankee Stadium. Interesting. Although his velocity is down, his K rate is down. But I digress. There's Hamels. What about a guy like Francisco Liriano? Off to a good start. The Tigers not going to contend. What about a guy like J.A. Happ? The opening day starter for the Toronto Blue Jays. But as the Blue Jays fall out of it, I think he could be an option. The other guy I want to say, because I know you like pitching out there in Arizona. What about Patrick Corbin as well? There's also, if San Diego wants to move, a guy like Tyson Ross. Do any of these guys uh, move the needle for you, Florio? Yeah, if I'm a Yankee fan, I want nothing to do with Liriano. We just know how erratic he is. Yeah, I want no be. part of him. I want no part of Cole Hamels either. I know he's pitching well right now, but like you said, there's a lot of red flags yeah. that show that. I don't want a 34-year-old or whatever yeah. he is at And this I point. get why he wants out, but sure. I, I don't want him as a Yankee <laughs> fan. Uh, the other three. Corbin, Corbin Ross, I w- Hap. I would take any of those three. I would rank them. Corbin, uh, Hap, Ross. But, but none of them, none of them are ahead of Tanaka in a playoff rotation. And I'd still, as a Yankee fan, I'll run out CeCe ahead of those guys in a Game 3 setting. I would rather Corbin than probably Tanaka and CeCe. Okay. But, yeah, I agree. Tanaka slides, uh, like Ross and Hap would slide in behind Tanaka, probably be this team's three. Another name, I, I don't know if this interests you at all, but uh, it seems like the Yankees have always been, like, interested. You've heard rumors. What about Michael Fulmer? I would love Fulmer. He would be my prize over Archer even, you know, like because I think it would take slightly less to get him. I would love Fulmer. I just don't think it's going to happen. I would absolutely love Fulmer. He would, in fact, be a target for me unless, you know, unless the Mariners want to talk James Paxton, unless the Giants want to talk Madison Bumgarner, something like that. What about your boy, the Dark Knight? Florio, you think he's going to be on the move? Seattle, uh, I'm sorry, Cincinnati did say they wanted him because they thought they have a better chance getting a prospect for him than for Masarako. I think they're going to shop him. I don't know if they're going to get much out of him. Mm -hmm. But, hey, I mean, before this last start, he was pitching pretty well for the Reds. I don't think it's for real, but seeing his velocity back up hitting 97, as a Met fan, it it feels unfair. So, listen, and then we go to the bats, Florio, real quick here on the Fantasy Freestyle. My best friend forever, Mikey Florio. The two bats that we all hear about, Manny Machado, whether he goes to the Cubs, you know, in a package for Russell and Schwarber, whether he goes, I've heard Arizona, the D-backs, as a place to maybe all help Goldschmidt in the middle of that lineup where J.D. Martinez bounced and Pollock is gone. But, you know, you talked about Moustakis. I think there's some other guys that could prove to be helpful. You know, further down, like other glue pieces. You know, think about a guy like Jed Lowry in Oakland or Jonathan Lucroy, also in Oakland. What about a guy like Scooter Jeanette? Scooter Jeanette is hitting like 320 for the Cincinnati Reds right now, you know. Or what about a guy like, um, if you need some power, Avasail Garcia could be interesting. This is a guy who rakes against lefties. So if you're in a, you know, if you got to face uh, Dallas Keuchel or Chris Sale, Avasail Garcia, he could help. Or, of course, you know, the Miami Marlins will probably look to move JT Realmuto, Justin Bohr, Starling Castro. Any of those guys uh, tickle your fancy, Mike. Yeah, and I think they're all candidates that can be traded. Like, right. obviously, there's different levels of it. Like Manny Machado is obviously the yeah. Prime Manny of Machado this. and Scooter Jeanette are a little different. Yeah, exactly. But I, from before the season, I thought Scooter Jeanette would be traded because right. they have Nick Senzel waiting in the wings. Uh, it just makes sense for the Marlins to shop like Bohr and Rio Muto, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I do think there will be a lot of bats that do, in fact, get dealt at the deadline, and that can really change everything we know about this season. Like. Boston goes out, say, and yeah. gets one of these things, and I think they are now the favorites of the Yankees or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So a lot will be determined. Think about it. Before Houston got Justin Verlander last year, I know they were one of the favorites, right? but that was really the move that sure. pushed them over the top. No, absolutely okay. So keep an eye on these guys. One thing I will say, and I know Mike Florio will echo this, if you are in an AL or NL-only league, save your fab budget because if you're in an NL only league and all of a sudden Manny Machado becomes available in the player universe you want to make sure you have one more dollar than the other guys okay and if Josh Donaldson goes to the St. Louis Cardinals or something you want to have the money in your fab budget when a new player comes into the player universe I mentioned Josh Donaldson last because Florio 
They got to move Donaldson because they have, you know, by many accounts, the greatest player of all time coming up in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But when you have guys like Justin Smoke, Young Eris Solarte, whatever, blocking spots, Donaldson, who's going to be a free agent, has to get moved, if nothing else, to clear the way for Vlad Guerrero Jr. in the same way the Saints traded Adrian Peterson to clear the way for Alvin Kamara, right? No, I agree 100% with you. The, the best thing that's happened to the Blue Jays franchise is they fell out of contention for that wild card spot. Right. If you look at remember what happened with Kansas City last year? They they kind of went for it. They didn't trade their guys away. Yep. And now they're going to they, – yeah. You could take a couple of years off your rebuild if you trade those guys and get prospects. Absolutely. Look what the Yankees did, trading Chapman, trading Miller, restarking their farm system, getting guys like Glaber Torres and the like. So that is the way to do it. You know, Teams in the next month or so are going to start to be honest with themselves, and you need to get ahead of it as a fantasy baseball player. Save your fab budgets. As Florio said, look out for the spec eighth inning guys You know, and get ahead of maybe flipping some of these guys before you think they may get traded into roles that are not still getting saves for your team right now on the poll question 63 percent of you say it will be a bat that moves the needle machado donaldson and the like i kind of think it could be a starting pitcher listen if someone gets a quality starting pitcher florio mentioned verlander last year for the astros um that could really change the shape of the playoff race and of the playoffs itself only 13 percent of you think that uh 23 of you say the bullpen as well hit me up at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. When we come back, we are going to put the fun in functional sports radio. Have you ever seen a Gallagher comedy routine? Well, if you haven't, come on back after the break. Me and my man Danny Otto, we kick summer off right, and we got another rapping athlete to discuss as we put the fun in functional sports radio. I'll holler at the Stats Overbeat Cypher when we come back as well. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. talking ad drops as the beat drops right here on fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician and we are now joined by my man danny auto he is one of the hosts of popping off right here on this network wednesday nights you got to catch him they do good things over there and i got my man danny because uh you know we're doing big things here i told you I got something over here we're going to get into in a hot second. He usually manages the uh, chat room right there with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. We got Strong Style out there. Big shout out to Strong Style, as always, talking about how this uh, heel turn Nakamura is his best self. I kind of agree with you. All right, uh, Strong Style probably going from listening to Fantasy Freestyle right into apparently like WWE SmackDown where uh, apparently Strong Style Shinsuke Nakamura will make it pop. Also in the Stats Overbeat Cypher real quick in the chat room, MSRF is asking me if this is a good or a bad trade. He's given up Adrian Beltre to get Ryan Braun and Miguel Cabrera. And my natural question would be like, well, what about your third base situation? He says he already has third baseman in uh, Jake Lamb, in Chris Bryant, and in my guy Vlad Gamero Jr. So because of that, and even before that, yeah, do the trade. Get Ryan Braun and get Maggie Cabrera. MSRF, your boy spitting statistician, says pull the trigger on that. But I digress. Hey, Danny Otto, um, Memorial Day is the unofficial start of summer. And on Roto Experts in the morning last week before we went in, I was talking about barbecues with the King Scott Angle. And I was saying one of the things I like to do is soak watermelon in alcohol. Okay. Little tip for your barbecue, okay? I'm sorry if I'm a little bit late, but it works for all barbecues all year long. You have all summer for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, all summer. And so uh, the King Scott Angle was on some like, oh, I've never heard of that. I need to come to your barbecue. You're aware of this idea of, you know, soaking watermelons. Absolutely. Yes. I, I had a little amendment to that. Oh, go ahead. Because the way that we used to do it, or I guess still do it, 
is who's this we you're just roommates roommates got it yeah got it most of my stories are just roommates and i fair enough we get drunk um but it's you you take a full watermelon and you kind of corkscrew into it okay. drill into it or something okay. like that and then you just stick a bottle upside down in it and it soaks it up over the course of like overnight yeah i'm i, I mean i'm with that it could go that way and then you can cut it, it like could also you cut watermelon. it in half and pour man you could just take the slices you know the chunks and like dip them maybe into something Ooh. so many ways to get your freak on at a summer barbecue okay and if you are watching right now on the youtube stream on the facebook stream on the twitter stream you see that we have some shot glasses here Danny talks about when it's his friend, it's time to get drunk. We're here putting the fun and functional sports content. If you see the stream, I mentioned Gallagher. Danny, what do we have here? Is it, yo, shout out to Jim Sias. Thank you. Okay, what do we got here? We have uh, Captain Morgan's Watermelon Smash. Okay. It's uh, their summertime uh, Captain Morgan sh addition to their shot family. It's an addition to their shot family. So they have that, that coconut. Yes, that came out very last good. year. Very we tasty. Taste tested. Uh, very tasty. FNTSY approved. Yeah, true. <laughs> we went through like three bottles of it. Yeah, we taste tested it. it we tasted it. We many test. Times. We taste finaled it. It was like a semester, but yes, we had to make sure. It was Absolutely. Good. What are we doing with this water? I don't know anymore. Okay, so it is what the watermelon smash watermelon by Captain Morgan's. And uh, okay, so what do we got to do here? Because all I got legit, we got a watermelon here. Okay, let me show everybody. We got a watermelon right here, and I got a mallet as Gallagher would. So what are we supposed to do with this, Danny? It says uh, it, simply as the name suggests, use the included mallet to smash the watermelon mm. oh and boy. start on the party. Oh, boy. So the party's about to get started, right? Is that what we're doing? Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, here live in Studio 34, Rock and Riley's, we're going to smash this darn watermelon, and we're going to see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. We got shot glasses. We're ready to go here. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My man Danny Otto from Poppin' Off. We're going to have some uh, Captain Morgan's Watermelon Smash. I feel like I'm in the splash zone. I hope here. you might be in the splash <laughs> zone. You might be in the splash zone, but uh, you only live once, right? Yeah. All right, let's see what happens, yo. This is like exclusive content, fantasy freestyle, fantasy sports radio network. Shout out to Jim Sias. All right, I'm just going to bang this. All right. Go for it. Here we go. Don't not break it. You better hit it as hard as you can. We only got one shot. Yeah. We only got one shot. All right, let's see what happens. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, I definitely broke it. You definitely broke it. Bang, you did it. Bang, yeah. And what do we have? Ooh. Ooh. This is like the present inside, guys. It's the present inside. Captain Morgan's Watermelon Splash. You need to go out and get this. It's going to make any summer barbecue good, whether you soak the watermelon in alcohol or you have the watermelon-flavored alcohol. Either way, this is how he gets down. Uh, Danny, you want to do the honors? Absolutely. I Let's crack it. I can smell it already. I can also it's a, it's smell it from here. It's a scratch and sniff. Thanks to Jim, because we, we broke the damn thing. All right, and now all of a sudden we got these watermelon uh, Captain Morgan shots we're going to have here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Shout out to my homegirl, Jilly Dilly. I feel like anytime I have a package, I'm opening it to, you know, it's a shirt from her or something. But we're doing other things right now. Oh, man. Danny Otto is making it pop right here on Fantasy Freestyle Watermelon. If you know about Speeds, the spitting statistician, you know I will have a fruity drink or two. All right, so we're going to check that out. As Danny's getting us ready for that, we're going to also bring in our guy JP the Night Owl because we got another rapping athlete to critique. I'm going to set the stage here real quick. I'm going to let that play, and we're going to drink as we listen to Le'Veon Bell. I like it. I All think right. it works. That's what we're going to do. So listen, Le'Veon Bell, as you know, franchise tag, thinks he deserves more money. Le'Veon Bell, a.k.a. Juice, we've profiled him. Shout out, Captain Morgan. Um, we've profiled him before as well on the rapping athletes. He just dropped a track last week and it's called target danny and it's called target because he thinks he is being portrayed as a target in the media and so he's now using his lyricism to in essence negotiate his contract out there in public that's smart it is kind of smart let's see if he's actually a good rapper though um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have jp play a little bit down there the night owl he's gonna play a little bit of this track called target from Le'Veon bell aka juice danny and i we're gonna listen to it we're going to uh, do a watermelon shot, and we'll let you know what we think after this. Sound good, JP? We ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Let's do it. Fantasy Freestyle, Le'Veon Bell, his track called Target right now. Cheers. But go to my wallet. I bought like I've been wallet, so I can't do one thing about it. Uh. So they put me on the tag, guy. Definitely not going to trip. I got that bad guy. Wonder why they treat me like the bad guy. You say I ain't the best, but that's a bad lie. I'm a do it.
want, just leave me alone. If I don't do what you want, then you want me gone. I'ma say you being real aggressive. The way you switch up on me, real impressive. The way you switch up on me. He's talking about the Steelers. You can see I'm doing shows, so you think I'm out of shape. You can see I'm doing shows, so you think I'm out of shape. All right, all right. That's enough. That's Le'Veon Bell. We can rock that, JP. Thank you. Uh, Danny, we've talked a little bit before, and first of all, you re-upped on the watermelon shots. Nice. Yeah. I like. It was great. I like. <laughs> yeah, we love the shots. What was better, Danny, the watermelon smash shots or the Le'Veon Bell verse? Like, no offense to Le'Veon Bell. But the Captain Morgan watermelon smash clearly, clearly better. Clearly, remember how we talk about that Southern rap and how it's kind of lazy, right? I think that fits into this category. I'm I'm a New Yorker, right? So I like kind of some lyricism out there, and you know, Le'Veon, you got your point and all, cool. But uh, I'm going with the watermelon smash. Watermelon smash. Cheers. Hey. So, JP, you're also out there down there in the fantasy pit of misery, dilly dilly. Um, what do you think about this uh, Le'Veon Bell track, Target, where he's trying to negotiate a little bit, um, you know, in his verses? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I- I'm not really feeling it. I mean, it's cool because, like, you got a, like, in-depth look at, like, what's going on with him and the Steelers. But sure. beyond that, I don't know. I'm not really feeling, like, the track itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I understand. Listen, and here's the other thing. He talk, uh, there was an interview with Antonio Brown recently where even Antonio Brown was like, listen, he needs to show up, you know, if he wants to, caught, to kind of negotiate instead of doing this in the uh, media. I talked a little bit earlier, JP, about Antonio Brown kneeling on Instagram, kind of making his voice known. JP, Danny, is that really just the millennial athlete? You know, you don't have to come out and say it. You like something on IG. You come out with a rap verse. You know, you put something on blast on Twitter. You tag something as someone else. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm not a millennial. Is this pretty much like... Part and parcel. This is just par for the course for the millennial athlete. Is this the way it is done these days? Because some people don't really understand. But this is the way people are communicating these days on the internet, in social media. We see people posting workout videos and all sorts of stuff. Is this kind of just the sign of the times, Danny? I, I Yeah, I think so. I, I think uh, social media becomes more and more and more important now right. because they can reach so many people and they can do it anywhere from right. at any time. And here's the other thing, Danny. You have, like, plausible deniability, you know, all the time. You'd be like, nah, 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 someone hacked my account, (laughs) you know, or you could, like, take something down real quick. To me, it fits into, like, how these millennials have no accountability, no responsibility. JP, do do you care to answer? Do you care to retort? Because I think this is a very low-stakes way when you're anonymous or on the internet or you could just take it down or you could just be like, nah, I wasn't talking about that. I didn't mean that. You know, I I think this is the way the millennials are doing things. JP, you're a millennial. We talked about when you just went to prom about three weeks ago. What do you think, JP? Is this the way, is this the right way for athletes to pick their fights and negotiate and make their stances known social media these days, JP? I'm kind of on the athletes like page just because I see if how frustrating it could be probably if you're not getting that deal, you're not getting what you want. And then you can go out and so easily have the public on your side by just sh- sharing your opinion immediately and being like, hey, everyone agrees with me because you've just presented. So you like the argument. access that social media affords like to the athletes, getting it direct from them. Like it's not, we don't need the player tribune anymore. We can go straight to the athletes on IG or Twitter or whatever have you on Snapchat, whatever it is. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. All right, all right, fair enough. Hey, JP, um, I know you haven't had one yet, but what do you think will be better, the Watermelon Smash here by Captain Morgan, shout out to Jim Sias, or uh, the Le'Veon Bell track? I was going to vote for for the drink after I heard the verse without even trying the drink. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll hook you up down there in the fantasy pit of misery, dilly dilly to JP, the Night Owl, hooking it up. He is 21 years and three days old, so we're going to make that pop. Uh, Danny. What's going on on Poppin' Off? Speaking of Poppin' Off, and you know how we're going to help out JP pop off a little bit over here. Um, what's going on on Poppin' Off? I was talking to um, Scott Angle, and what he did over the weekend was he saw Deadpool 2 and he saw Solo. Wow. And he told me he thought Deadpool 2 Deadpool, Deadpool two. <laughs> Shout out to Captain Morgan's Watermelon Smash. Um, Deadpool 2, this is the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. Um, he said Deadpool 2 was really good. He thought it was better than the first one. Thought it was really good. He said Solo was eh. 
He gave it three out of five stars and just didn't believe the actor that was playing Solo. Um, I know you are very well versed in these sorts of issues. Uh, what do you think about Scott Engel's review of these two movies? I, for the most part, agree with Scott, actually. Yeah. Um, Deadpool 2 was incredible. Yeah. Uh, if, if you have the opportunity to go see it. Check it out. Go see it. It's... I will say this. It's not a movie that you have to see in the theaters because okay. it, it's, it will still translate when you go see it, like if you see it at your house. Or oh, really? Like so, I can catch it in Netflix and chill later on in a few months? Right, okay. right. But it's a great movie, so if you want to support them because maybe they'll make a third one if, if they get a really good box off showing type of thing. Okay. If you want to do that, it's worth it. It's worth the movie ticket. Okay, That's what it I will is. Say. Star Wars. S- Solo. I went in. See, op- it's, it's weird. Before you even start, though, you're like, and then Star Wars, and I see your voice kind of change. Well, here's the thing. It seems like you're prepping me for disclaimers, Danny. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What? I have a love-hate relationship with Star Wars. Okay. The original trilogy. I have a love-hate relationship with Watermelon Smash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will later on. I know, exactly. Depending on how many we take. Um, I love the original trilogy. I grew up watching it as a little kid. My, my dad introduced it to me yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yep. The prequel tw- trilogy was the first set of new Star Wars movies made in my lifetime. Like, that was made in my lifetime. I was supposed to be right. the target market for that. Right. I don't like any of them. I okay. just don't. I mean, <laughs> some of them I'll watch. I'll watch episode three. I'll watch episode two even, but never episode one again. I, I'd like to forget about that. Fair enough. Um, and But ever since the prequel ones, I've liked the newer Star Wars movie. I loved Rogue One. I thought that was great. And that didn't okay. have any of the main characters really in it that, that the, the main story arc has. No doubt. Um, episode seven, episode eight, th- those were good. Yeah. Episode seven was better than episode eight, but that's my opinion. Um, but I went in with the with the solo movie, um, optimistic but worried, just because like I had heard some stuff. And unfortunately, your worries were founded. Not really leaving it, and I I, I gave this to Nando because Nando was given was was having a talk with me too before this. I went in nervous and, and but optimistic, and I went out going, you know what? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Ah, disappointment is a function of expectation, <laughs> right? So if you put the bar real low, it wasn't it's not that, that easy to Here's hop over there. Trust me, relationship <laughs> advice for everybody out there in the Stats Over Beat Cypher and for the unicorns out there. If you keep the bar of expectations low, it's that much easier to hop over it, right? Under promise and over deliver. Here's what I will say. One thing, though. Um, Infinity War yeah. and Deadpool 2. Came out right before Han Solo. Okay. If, if Skewing in people's perception, yeah, right. If, if these had been in a different kind right. of order, sure. maybe people would have enjoyed it. It's like whatever movie it. I see after Godfather 2, I'm not going to like. Right, right, right. Like, Avengers Infinity War, just, I, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't to do it. You. Don't spoil but, it. But... If you haven't seen it yet, go see it in the movies. It, right. it deserves a movie visit. Deadpool 2 was just amazing because awesome. it's right. Deadpool. I'll have to check that when out. you see those two, those are knocking out of the park. Right. There's there's no chance any movie was really going to climb to those kind of expectations. All right, fair enough. So. Do me a favor. We only got a minute left. Let's do one more. Shout out to Captain Morgan's helping us out here in the Fantasy Freestyle. I got to be on air tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., 7 to 9 a.m., Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with my man Scott Engel and, of course, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. And what I want to do here is last check on the poll, 63% of you think Machado, Donaldson, or a bat is what's going to move the needle. 13% of you say a starting pitcher like Hamels, Happ, or maybe a Tyson Ross that we've talked about. A lot of people, though, 23% think it is a bullpen piece, Kelvin Herrera, Zach Britton, Brad Hand, maybe Nate Jones, as I discussed with Mike Florio. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, how can we find you on Twitter, Danny? At uh, Danny Auto or Poppin' Off Show. Absolutely. It is the unofficial start of summer. Next week, we'll do another rapping athlete. We'll break down a little NBA finals talk. And I'm also going to start my division-by-division previews. We start off in the AFC South. I give you my diamonds. I give you my fugazis, the guys to forget about. We look at the schedule, and I tell you how to win your leagues and win that cash. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. And this is the Fantasy Freestyle with my boy and Danny Otto. Cheers to the Fantasy Pit of Misery, Mike Florio, PJ, JP, Night Owl, it's JP. I'll catch you next week. Peace.